What is happening people? Steve Maeda here and today we are going to look at a presentation, a dark side presentation on how to get your girlfriend back. A question that a lot of people ask all the time, but how we're going to answer it here is we're going to answer it. It'll be pretty cut and dry within this presentation a couple different times of exactly how you do that. So if you're going through a breakup, we're going to tell you how to be a better man, but we're also going to tell you how to get your girlfriend back. This is an Austin men's development presentation. If you are into any of this or interested in men's development, we have hundreds, hundreds of videos on it. We also have communities that talk about it that are free. And we also have paid for communities. This presentation is actually being done live on a call for our men's development excellence course. Pretty amazing. International, man, this is one of the best things that you can do to basically improve your life as a man. And men... God, man, there's just so many different things like uh, when it comes down to money, when it comes down to sex, relationships, when it comes down to your anger, when it comes to your physicality, there's a lot of stuff that men need to work on together. Now, obviously, there's slides to this. Follow them down in the link below and you can find out about all the different groups and stuff in the link below. Just click that free stuff link. You'll be able to download the slides and all that sort of good stuff and follow along with this presentation. All right. So the dark side presentations, what these are all about is it's about looking at what works, what works in pretty much any situation or the topic that we're presenting. In this case, how to get your girlfriend back. So how is it that a master manipulator or a con man would achieve this? How would he do that? But also, what are some things that he could improve upon? What are some ways that we as a group with literally hundreds of guys for the past you know, 11, 12 years have been doing this repeatedly that might actually work better than those master manipulator con artists. And we're not necessarily breaking rules of ethics. In fact, straight up, we're not doing that. We're finding out better ways to do it. But in order to do that, we got to take a look at the bad stuff, the, the dark side, so to speak, set of things. So in this, I want you to check this out. There's a formula that we're going to follow. We're going to follow for all of this. And right now, it might not make so much sense. But it's very simple. If we've broken up with our girlfriend and if we have been sexually active with them, you know, in our relationship and we have felt love or connection with them, then this is going to work. It's just going to work straight up. Now, right now, as you're reading this, you're like, oh, man, what does it mean? Meet face to face, allow her to decompress, show intent with no pressure, maintain the situation, get sexual decompress encounter and maintain. Steve, tell me what that means. Well, I'm going to tell you, but. Let's say if we were a sociopath or a psychopath or somebody that just didn't care about the rules, if we just wanted what we wanted at the expense of somebody else, we wouldn't need this list. We would naturally do it. Or maybe better yet, the word isn't that we would naturally do it, but certain ways that our mind works and reactions to our pain would get us to do it this way. Now, if you're a normal guy, like Pete here from Deadpool 2, if you haven't seen it, Deadpool 2. If you haven't seen it, that's him right there in the clouds. If you're a normal guy and you just want your girlfriend back, the process that we're going to cover right now that is the dark side, you might be going, man, that's too crazy. And there's a formula to it, man. I could do this formula, but I don't know. I just want my girlfriend back. I just want her to come back to me in all these different ways. Like, just tell me what I need to do, Steve, but I'm not a crazy person. And it might be kind of confusing. So what we're going to do here is we're going to break down. We're going to break down that dark side, that crazy sociopathic way, the totally screwed up, like unrelenting. This is going to work no matter what way we're going to digest it. We're actually going to refine it, make it better. And we're going to show you how to do it in a way where you can do it. So I don't, I don't care what your background is. I don't care what that is, how you can do it, how you can achieve those results of getting her back by studying the dark side and doing it in an ethical way. All right, so this is me, who am I, and how do I know this? Well, you know, I'm Steve Maeda. I've been a men's coach since 2006. I've worked with men that whole time, and literally thousands of men I've worked at in dating, sex, relationships, in terms of addiction, and man, have a pretty good track record with all of that. But check this out. For 30 years of my life, it was pretty much dedicated to the dark side. So lying, cheating, stealing, manipulating. Of course, you know, I also did good things and that wasn't the only thing I did, but we're studying the dark side. But this was something that was a huge part of how I lived. And a lot of it, I didn't know I was necessarily doing wrong. Somewhere within that, 
you know, before the age of 30, I became a professional pickup artist. Sex was a huge motivator of mine. I had hundreds, hundreds of relationships with women. I had sex with more. And in all of that, man, there were a lot of crazy dark side things that I did. But here's the other thing. Number one, in terms of pickup artists or people teaching in that sort of field, there weren't people who were having sex like me. But in that, I also had a chemical dependency problem, a huge part of my story is addiction and so on, got clean, worked on those things, and ended up for the past six, seven years of my life having a great relationship, raising a family, a lot of stuff changed, and also teaching men to repeatedly be able to get the things that they want in their lives in terms of personal excellence, but definitely in sex, dating, and relationships in very ethical, clean ways where we can all be proud of. And in fact, that's what we have. We have groups of men that do that. So what's most intriguing about this whole situation of studying this dark side of how to get your girlfriend back is we're going to look at a lot of the bad stuff, but I'm going to show you a way where you can get it, get that result with being a great, great man that you can be proud of. And in fact, if you follow this and you look through all of this, that's the result that you're going to achieve, which is really, really, really cool. All right, so why the dark side? Why do we study it? Well, for myself, I lived a lot on the dark side, okay? But what's interesting about that is in making peace with it, I realized that the actions of the dark side weren't the truly bad thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that hurting somebody, causing pain or causing, you know, uh, deliberate and permanent damage to somebody, even if it's just temporary, but deliberate damage to somebody, that is a bad thing. That's something that you yourself, you know, need to be responsible for. But in life, even if you have great intentions, you're going to do that. What makes it the dark side, what makes it bad, what makes it evil is your intention and motive. These things are going to be driven by your pain and unresolved issues like your insecurities. So if you're a man and you're in pain, like going through a breakup, but there could be all sorts of different things like you're broke or you get really angry about something and you have an inability to deal with that pain and you have unresolved issues, this is what makes things truly dark. So the actions of the dark side What's going to make those truly bad and truly evil are really based on those motivators. What's even worse is if you use those motivators and you gain success at it, because we're going to show you how that dark side gets success. That's even worse because you don't know you're messing up. <clears throat> you're too far down the chain of getting success and getting out of that pain that you don't realize the dysfunction that's creating it all. All right. So we go through a breakup. We're in pain. And you, if you're going through a breakup and watching this, you know how much pain that is. That's, that's it's intense. You want that pain to stop. And so we want out of that pain. This is where things can either go into the dark or ethical side. This is right here. That pivot point for you is if you can't get this right, this is where you will repeatedly, and, and it's very common, many people do this. You know, it's very, it's almost natural in our society and culture that we move into this dark side because of the way that we get out of that pain. It's the tough road. It's the tough road to being a great man. So in all of this, what we got to realize is that if we want that result of getting our girlfriend back, it has more to do with how we get out of that pain, which causes the dark side or the ethical side or whatever you want to call it. But all we need, all we need functionally in order for that formula that I showed you to work is that we've had to have had sex in our relationship and love in our relationship. If we've had those two things that we've been sexually active with our ex-girlfriend now and that we've shared deep emotion, you know, whether you said I love you to each other or not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the feeling, that feeling of connection that was almost limitless. If we have that, then absolutely. You know, I, I don't want to say 100%, but 90% of the time more than that you're going to be able to make this work. So much to the point where you could actually make it work hundreds of times within the same relationship. Now, I wouldn't encourage that. That would be dysfunctional. But as we're going to see, the dysfunction is how we're going to learn the answer to this. So when we look at this formula, we as men, and as we're going to kind of explore here, we're going like, man, I, I can't do this. I, you know, it's, it's just so weird. 
you know, I'm, I'm going to look at my ex-girlfriend. Like, I just want to get out of pain. Steve, just help me get it. Like, okay, I want to meet her face to face. And like, I just want to share myself. And I just want her to get back with me and, and say, and if she could just know and da, da, da. And we go through all this whole story that going like face to face and then getting her to decompress and, you know, show intent with no, pr what, what the fuck does all of this mean? But to the dark side, the master manipulator, as we're going to see here, the master manipulator in the making, he hasn't thought about this either. He doesn't need to think about this. All right. Or it could be a female. She doesn't need to think about this. They just do it. Why do they do it? Because in all of this, it's an inability to deal with that pain. And when you're in pain, you freak out. You know, it's, it, it's, it's terrifying when you're in pain. You want to get out of that pain. You can't hold to the, onto that tension. Maybe that's you right now. Maybe your pain made you isolate. Maybe your pain made you, you know, try and have sex with somebody else. Maybe your pain made you, you know, talk to your friends. Maybe it made you uh, spend a bunch of money, all these different things. But if you can't handle your pain, you're going to find a way to cope with it. So if we actually go back, step one is meet face to face. A lot of us achieve that. A lot of us achieve that in our pursuit to resolve our pain, but to the Master manipulator in making, or they're already a full-fledged master manipulator, <clears throat> they're controlled by a greater force of nature. To achieve that step one, what they do is they panic. They freak out. And when they panic, it moves into a whole different mode. They create emergencies. They create urgencies. And when you love someone, and man, you're, you're in love with them, and they're saying it's an emergency, and there's so much pain, you know, they, they want help, they, they want to to just feel better and, and, you know, they're going to kill themselves or they're, you know, kidnapped or they're making up all these crazy stories because there's such an emergency. You're going, okay, we're broken up. I can hold up my boundaries. I can go meet them. But this master manipulator, he's not even meaning to create this huge lie. He just can't handle his pain. And he ends up manufacturing these things and so on so that their life gets all erratic. You know, how many people do you know that, that, you know, they break up with somebody, they get drunk, and they make that call. It's a very common story. They break up with somebody or they try and have a relationship with somebody else and that goes south and they get all screwed up over it and they call up their ex-girlfriend. Very common. And, and women do the same thing to men. It happens over and over again. So in all of this, this is truly how hundreds of men and women, probably actually thousands, easily thousands, every day get back together. They don't have to be some sort of master manipulator in this. They just screw up. They screw up because they can't handle their pain. But to that person who becomes or is in the making of a master manipulator, they all get there because their pain is so overwhelming and they realized it worked. That, that it doesn't take much to start to connect the dots that when they were in that pain, they realize it works. Okay, thousands of people who don't end up becoming dysfunctional, terrible people have the same experience when they break up. But to somebody who can't handle that pain, they don't have the tools to be able to handle that pain, they end up going down this road of the making of a master manipulator. It sounds so dramatic, right? People who become master manipulators aren't born that way. All right, and I get that you can be born uh, to... Be a psychopath, you have to be born that way. Your brain is truly different. To be a sociopath, you learn that. And if you're a psychopath, you don't have to manipulate people. You just can a lot easier because the whole idea is that you're creating change in a certain relationship dynamic, but you don't care about the results of that other person. There's plenty of people who don't care about the results of another person who also don't cause harm. What makes this all happen is that person's inability to deal with pain and say, man, fuck you. I ain't going to deal with this at the expense of you. You're going to take it. Now we as normal people who aren't psychopaths practice then sociopathic type choices in our lives when it comes to small things like traffic or, you know, perhaps how we get products and so on and whatever. And we, we have this big war in our culture of social justice warriors and so on saying what's right and wrong and all this sort of stuff. But many times throughout our day, we make choices where we inflict pain on other people, but we don't notice it. We don't seem to care about it. And we go about our lives and we think it's fine. And I'm not here to make that argument. But what I'm saying is, is that our inability to process certain information 
allows us to cut off the voices of other people, places, and things. In a relationship, this person, the master manipulator in the making, had so much pain that they couldn't deal with that they started cutting off and not caring about what that other person did, so much to the point where they learned a way that worked for them to serve them. And as long as they could get out of that pain and feel good, that was good enough. And if it affected some other person, maybe there was something else that could help them because, you know, it's kind of like a, a crazy wild thing, you know, when people get back together. Anyway, that being said, when this kind of cycle happens, you know, when we start to realize, man, that worked, that panic got a result. And then all of a sudden we were together, we had makeup sex, all was good. A phenomenon happens is that people get back together. Now, this is kind of an inside joke. This is a picture of the founder of AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. I put that here because this happens all the time with alcoholics, so much to the point where this guy's wife created a whole separate group called Al-Anon that dealt with codependent people. Now, what happened when you started to look at the dialogue between codependent people and alcoholics or drug addicts or mentally ill is they usually had somebody that was codependent to begin with or they created codependency and this breakup and getting back together happened hundreds of times within their relationship. That, that's normal. That's crazy. That in a dysfunctional relationship like this, where a codependent's with an alcoholic or a drug addict or whatever, or a mentally ill person or whatever the dysfunctions or disorders are, it's normal for them. It's normal for their dysfunction to break up and get back together in this way hundreds of times. That's crazy. That's crazy. So this behavior gets learned and continued to do. And people, you could say, almost naturally do it when they're in this. Very normal. And so when we just look at this equation, that's just this equation, this simple part of panicking so much that we get somebody to pay attention to us, that let's say they have codependent tendencies, they may not be there, that when we break up, we're so moved by pain that we throw a tantrum and that it forces a meetup, and that equals getting back together. Just that alone probably works for a high, high percentage. Maybe not the majority, but a high percentage of people getting back together. Just that alone, that dysfunction, that part of the dark side, so to speak, works to get people back together. Okay, but wait, because there's more. We live in a sick and twisted world, people. So because it's a sick and twisted world, what if, what if this very sequence of this master manipulator in the making, this happens a hundred times in their relationship, but then they meet other people who do the same thing, who are highly manipulative and they talk about it and say they just, I mean, they go to a bar, they go to wherever, they just randomly, they're not actively seeking these people out because you don't have to, because this is such a common thing. They go and they talk to people about it. They go, man, my woman did this and we broke up and they, oh man, just shut up. Just, just let her talk. Let her run out of gas. She's got she's to run her mouth, and you promise everything to her, you get back together, and then when she opens the door, you let her back in, you say, I'm glad, I, you know, why, why did I even let you back in? You're nothing to me, or whatever. They, they just tell these stories about it, and they start to they take notes. But not only do, this, do they do this hundreds of times in that one relationship, they start to have more relationships. Let's say they talk to a bunch of people, and then they have hundreds of relationships, or maybe just five or 10 or 15 relationships and they go through this breakup process over and over again in all those relationships. Just think about how much more they would learn, the complexity of what they would learn. See, what's great about this is we don't need to do this ourselves. You don't need to do this because society and culture has already done it for us and we can study it. So what happens here, and this is what you as a normal guy may not be able to relate with, but the better master manipulator, he's moved on to level two now. He breaks up, he feels pain. He now knows after hundreds of times with that one woman, and then he's had two or three, four or five relationships after that, he knows he doesn't need to freak out. He's in pain, he doesn't know how to resolve his pain, but he can repress it enough to be able to be calm, to get the meetup, to not overreact, to do whatever is necessary to get that meetup. So he has faith in the process but if he just gets this meetup, he could suck her back in. And the solution for him is that, you know, they have sex again and she, you know, it's all good, right? She loves him again until it happens again, which it will. So he doesn't yet have the tools to resolve his own pain or fix the situation that's causing the breakup. 
but he knows how to alleviate the pain enough to get his results so that maybe a month passes, maybe a week passes, but it's good enough. It's good enough to somewhat ignore it. So they get the meetup. He realized in that meetup that, you know, they just need to tie up loose ends. She needs to talk. You know, he talks about his buddies in the bar, wherever, you know, she needs to vent a little bit. They end up having sex. And what he realized while having sex, because, you know, he's no dummy. This caused huge pain. He doesn't want it to happen again. And he knows how much pain it caused when she was saying like, oh my God, you suck. You know, my friends told me about you. I could do better or whatever she said. Like, I won't be lied to. I love you, but you know, whatever. Then when she's having sex, because when we're having sex, and this is in many, many of our other webinars and different sources that we have. I mean, when it comes to sex, we have amazing resources and material, but there's a different brain that we're accessing in that. We feel differently when we're having sex. We have the sexual mind. The social mind is different than the sexual mind. So what we're thinking and talking to our friends when we're logically going through what's right and wrong about this relationship, it's very different than what we're thinking sexually or that's also very different than what we're thinking emotionally and what hurts us and what makes us feel good. So when we're having sex, he starts to notice She's saying, oh my God, I love you. Oh man, if I could just have this, why can't we have this? Don't do this to me again. Why did you hurt me? You know, uh, I, I just panic. I need to be calmed down. She's saying a completely different story when having sex. The sad part about this, this area here is that both women and men then start to think the sexual mind is bad. No, it's part of you. And part of our society and culture is labeled that is the dark side. When really it's not, there's a truth to that. So... Now the pain's gone from the master manipulator in the making because he's not fully there yet. This is where most guys are at who are really good at this and so on and moving this sort of dysfunction. Now that the pain's gone, they, they've learned that the woman comes back. She, you know, cares for him again. And it's all good in the hood until it happens again, which now he has a way to deal with it. He also knows that after the first time of working this process where she, you know, takes him back again, that it's going to be easier the second time. It's just it, the pattern is easier to see. But wait, because the world is a sick and twisted place. That ain't it, because it gets better. So this is this is also where I see guys who you really have to respect it or women. They do it too. You know, both men and women manipulate and lie in different ways or in the same ways or whatever. But now we break up. We realize you don't need to be dramatic on the breakup. You just need to get the meetup, okay? You need to let her vent. You realize that. She needs to let all that gas out and, you know, uh, she's got to get it off her chest. And when she does, then you just got to know that in that, it's got to stay around her enough. You got to stay around her enough. Maybe you need to say something complimentary. Maybe you need to talk about the past. Maybe you need to say like, man, just when I used to make love to you, like I won't bring that up now, but when, oh man, that was it. But But all of this, all of this, you now know it's refined, right? And this is where people go like, oh my God, he was such or she was such a master manipulator because they had this all planned out. I'm going to sit here and argue is this person doesn't have it planned out because if they had it planned out, that means they know another way. That means they're resistant to another natural path. What I'm arguing is this is actually the only way they know and it developed. And although they truly could be a psychopath or a sociopath, this is what they developed. And if they are a sociopath, that means... It's a very hard job, and I've worked with them, is that this could be reversed. Even if they're a psychopath, this could be reversed. Their motive, though, if they're a psychopath, this is going to be different. Actually, their motive, if they're a sociopath or a psychopath, is going to be different. It's not going to be that it's to better the world. It's that, hey, this is a better way for you to resolve and get out of your pain, and you're going to have to have faith in this process because this process is, continues to screw you up. They're also going to realize the pivot point is sex. Once people start having sex, the truth comes out a different side. The woman opens up. The woman changes and now starts telling the truth of what she really feels. They realize that it's almost the lie of what's being told before that sex. They also realize that once their partner does it once, it's easier to do again and continue to, to follow this path. It's easier to get to. It's a lot quicker. They won't need to like, you know, cut to, they could just cut to the chase in the meetup. It's like, oh, we meet up. Oh, well, you're, you're doing it again. Instead of like, oh yeah, I really want to listen to you and hear you vent. It's like, oh, you're doing it again. Great. Why are you wasting time? You can't do any better. Go, go find somebody else. And they can't and so on and yada, yada, yada. So they realize that there will be more problems, but they have a consistent 
quick, fast, and effective way to handle it. And when they have a way to handle it, they don't need to worry about so much. Just think about this. They're so detached from their pain. They're detached completely from, you know, that, that fear of being alone or being hurt by somebody or what the girl is saying is true and so on. But wait, see, you are not that person. This, for a normal person, this can be very, very hard to relate with. So for a normal guy, they're going like, oh my God, this is not me. You know, like, this is me. This is me. I got the, the clean shaven face and head. I got the single earring. So I live a little bit on the edge. Still listen to Taylor Swift on the weekends, but don't tell anybody. I'm, I, you know, I can't, I can't go through this elaborate thing. Like, like, man, I, I'm in so much pain right now, Steve. I'm willing to try it, but man, this sounds really like you have to lie. You have to rehearse all this stuff. But what I'm saying is to that master manipulator there, they, they, they became this and it's the only way they knew they're not willfully choosing because that's the only way they might have a few other options, but as a consistent path of what works, this is really the only way of what they know. But wait, what if you didn't have to have so much pain? What if you knew a way to deal with that pain? So if pain wasn't the factor in this, what kind of things would you do? How would this, how would this work out? And this is where we're working from a point of this more ethical stance for you that you can do right now. So this is the path that you can do, all right? If you want to work an ethical path to getting your girlfriend back, you're going to follow the same steps. You're going to follow the exact, in fact, they're going to be more refined because where the master manipulator screws up is he's so obsessed with not being in that pain. He's so in doubt of the ability to handle that pain without just getting what he wants right now. He exposes a massive, massive flaw. And if he really wanted to be a true, true master of manipulation and get consistent results, he would follow this plan. But the best part about this plan is you don't need to be unethical with it, but we're going to follow the same steps. Okay, so you go through a breakup, you're in pain, but you have an ability to manage it. Now, this is easier said than done, and, and we'll get to some different solutions for that. But, you know, you have a group of friends, you go through the pain, you're able to, to when you can't make a decision, you have other people help you out with that decision. You have a true... In, in my case, I always encourage people to have a men's group. You know, that's what we have. If you are international, this call is a men's group that we're broadcasting this on. We have about 30 hours every week of calls that engage as men's group. And men's groups, obviously, you don't have to be on them all. But we also have live in Austin every Thursday night where men meet up. And it's part of a men's group where we talk about this. And we talk about these different things to have each other's backs. And they're, they're pretty intense. Not intense that... You run through the ringer, that might happen, but intense because everybody there means it. Everybody there has your best interest and, and gets to know you. It's, it's pretty awesome. The, the fact that people don't do that, it's really kind of sad. So you're, you're able to manage your pain. You're still in pain. You're still going to be in pain. Life is supposed to have pain. We'll talk about that in a second. But you decide through the process of your friends or through all of this sort of stuff that you want to get back together. Now, there could be a lot of reasons, like some might be selfish reasons of why you want to get back together, but you're good with it. You've processed this. You realize it's the best choice for yourself. Now, again, when you're confused and you're going through a breakup, you may not be able to decide that. You want to bounce it off people that know and that have life experience, not people that conceptualize. But there could also be a situation where your ex ran away from the relationship. It's very common because if she doesn't have a definition of things, She's going to run, you know, when you have good sex, when you have heavy emotions and heavy connection, and there's not a definition of what this relationship is, because that's a lot of what women cling to for it. And you do too. You do the same thing. But when there's not a definition, we can cut and run. Very easy to do that. All right. And so maybe you thought that she did that or you talked it over with your friends and you go, this is this is not right. You're running prematurely. 
You want to be able to communicate that to a woman. So you meet up. You go to point one in all of this. We get that meet up. You act normal because your friends who you've worked over this issue with tell you that drama is not going to voice anything for you. But then you're going like, oh my God, but this is what manipulative people do. I can't do that. And you're, you're conflicted. And it's really why this presentation is so important. Because as a man, you need to learn to not add drama to tough decisions that already have drama. You don't need to fake it. You don't need to hide your emotions. You don't need to repress anything. You don't need to lie, but you do need to learn to show up and act as your best self. You act normal. You, because you respect her, you will let her talk. And part of this is some of the wisdom and experience that's going to come from men. See, somehow, a person who couldn't deal with his pain, who ultimately became a master manipulator, let her decompress because after hundreds and hundreds of times of breaking up and dramatically getting back together, eventually one day he just didn't have enough energy to do it. And he let her do it and realized it worked. And then when he talked to other people, he realized it worked so much more. But as a good man, it is a great man. You need to let her express her emotions. Why? Because you don't want to add drama to the situation. You don't want her to add drama to the situation. Part of her drama is expressing her emotions, not because she's a bad person, not because women are bad or less than or whatever, because you would do it too. If you were not allowed to express what you felt emotionally, and think about how many times you do that. You get mad. Your boss tells you to be quiet. You get told to shut up in a certain environment or whatever it is. Your emotions are on high. You want to express yourself. So you got to let that expression happen. Why did we break up? Tell me what you're really feeling. I want to hear it. We don't need to get back together. God, you're saying that. You're lying to her because that is your intention. Check this out. In the wisdom of men, which comes from experience, which comes from men who've dealt with their pain, which comes from men who've gotten results in their life that work, you don't want to be the guy that speaks with your guilt. You don't want to be the guy that's worried about minor moral qualms within a certain very, very complex thing like a breakup, you want to be a guy that can guide. Because if she is emotional and you're emotional, neither of you guys are going to tell the truth. So I'm going to let her decompress. I want to give her a space to do that. I want to give her a gift to be able to express herself. You want to rob that from her? Because you haven't determined whether or not you know, you're, you're doing something good or, or whatever. You, you don't know yourself. That's not being a man. That's being a boy. That's a terrible thing, man. So we want to let her decompress. We want to let her have that. But then we want to tell her how we feel. And in this, I title it as escalation, but in the latter of it all, you know, I say that you want to show intent, your intentions. You want to show her what you feel. You want to show your intentions without any pressure. And so one of those things that happens is very common. Your girlfriend gets emotional. Your ex-girlfriend, she starts telling you all this stuff. And she's like, man, we broke up because of this. And then she starts to, to run out. And this is what happens. It might take five minutes. It's very hard not to argue back. I don't fault you if you do, because you might be like, well, no, I didn't mean that. And she's like, and then, you know, when I was at dinner, da, 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 da. Man, I'm being like such a, a dick right now. But you said this and that, and you're like, oh, I didn't mean to say it. Just let her talk. Let her talk. Let her talk. Let all of that, the discussion that she's had in her head logically about why you don't work, the discussion that she's had with her friends about why you don't work, of why she can do better, of how her emotions are hurt, how she feels in certain interactions. Let that come out. And then tell her the truth. Tell her the truth of what you feel. The truth of what you feel may be something like, man, you're a beautiful this is what I love about you, and this is why this is so hard. And here I say a line, because you don't know what to say. You're going to be unprepared, but you as a man, what I want you to learn is learn to stand on your own two feet in this situation. You ain't going to do it your first time. Maybe a couple of relationships down the road, a couple of breakups down the road, you're going to develop it. Not because you're a liar, not because you're somebody that is so in fear of your pain that you have to respond to it, but because you are a man that can speak his truth in a in a situation where there are different truths. Yes, we should break up. No, we shouldn't break up. Man, I love you. Man, I'm attracted to you. There's so many different things that mean the answer within ourselves. 
So you as a man have to lead the one that's going to get you in the right direction because you yourself have thought this through. You've asked your best man in your life, what is the right thing? And you're taking action on it. So here I say, man, I have to leave or else it's too hard not to kiss you. In that moment, that's going to hit her. It's going to, it's, it's going to mean something. But you don't want her to react. Why, you know, why do you want your relationship, a, a relationship that you have worth it? And again, that you have asked some of the people that you trust most in your life about the right thing to do. You don't want to just react and get, get or you don't want to have her just have a reaction to like you. You want her to choose to like you. So we incubate it. We maintain that situation. We stay alone with her. We make it feel comfortable. Because if we escalate too fast, that puts pressure. That Then two days later, when she regrets her decision, she can be, man, I was forced into it. It moved too quick. He took advantage of the situation. No, we're going to let her choose. We're going we're gonna to hang out with her. There's an interesting phenomenon that happens there is that she won't leave. She'll want to leave. She'll say she wants to leave. But if we continue that to open that door of, no, you can stay around me and be safe and not feel the threat of sexuality or your emotions being taken advantage of or being pressured. Because I'm a man that's strong enough to let you as a woman make a decision. You and your pains telling you act, act, act. But in reality, this point, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe it'll take an hour. Be very short of you being alone with her. And let me just say, because here it's always tough because men are like, oh my God, you know, women, they, they just cave to this. And they do. And I joke around about it with my guy friends as well. But if she did this to you, if she did this to you and said like, man, we have an opportunity to be back together, but I want to think about it. You wouldn't leave either. Unless you were a psychopath. So eventually what happens is you move to sex. You move to this thing, which happens when we let all the emotion out. We, we let all the doubts out. We let all the, the things which are, are basically blocking our relationship out. We let that all decompress. We added an environment of safety, of being able to feel. And it doesn't take much because you felt love before. You felt sex before you removed the things blocking that. That will be the only things left there or be two very strong things left there. You can't hold back a force of nature from somebody very long. So logistically in this, you want to be in a place where you're by her place or your place and you have sex. But see, this is what happens in sex. Sex is a necessary part of this because the truth comes out. The sexual mind allows us, you as a man, her as a woman, process the differences in between. And we need to have this dialogue more of what our, log our logical mind was telling us, our emotional mind was telling us, and our bodies and our sex telling us. And when our sex comes out, these different things like, man, I, I, I worry so much. I can't believe it. You know, like the dark side guy has heard so many times. Like, you know, I just need you to be stronger. I need you to be my rock. I need you to be solid and all these different things. And then guys from the pickup community, guys from the red pill community or whatever, they're like, oh my God, and this is why power is there. No, 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 no. We can't just listen to one expression of femininity. We need to listen to it all to be able to speak that language. But sex is so important because it tells its own story. We have to be able to listen to it. Now, you're a better man. You're a man who has sought out what you feel. So if you're just watching this and you go the dark side route, hey, I've done it. Many men have done it. It's going to stop working for you. But, but that, that's not wrong. It's experience. It's good. But if you're a man who has processed what you've thought, you need to be able to lead out of this sexual part, this thing where she has allowed herself to tell her truth. You have told your truth. You let her know of your fear, all these different things, and you're done with sex. You, if you've thought things out as a good man, you're going to have a very realistic viewpoint of what your future is. So what is your future? Really quickly, in processing this, a lot of times we come up with two lies and one truth, and the two lies are basically this. You need to change. She needs to change. And the truth is, is both of you guys need to change. Both of you guys need to work on this. You don't want to continue the drama. This is where the master manipulator screws up. 
screws up big time. <clears throat> he never resolves this. He never realizes what his right decision is. He never realizes how to break up. Whole different webinar. But what you have to do in a breakup, what you need to do to walk away, are you capable? Are you qualified to be in this relationship? He never questions that. <coughs> Excuse me. But because he never questions that, he never seeks help. He never sees the need to find guidance. He never finds a group to help him remain accountable. He never takes his own inventory. He never is able to change his actions. He is held prisoner because he doesn't have any options to keep doing this over and over again. And it's really a, a sad thing. You know, it's great that we title people like this as sociopaths and they do wrong. I'm not trying to make excuses for them. It's just we're looking at the solution in the worst way. We need to realize that this is a process that people go down of a series of choices. It's really because they haven't been taught another way to do it. It's a hard way to teach it, to teach the right way. But it's kind of a bummer how that all works out. So if she needs to change, look, you got to give her your space. There's a whole bunch of different advice on this. But one of the things that I want you to be aware of is that you need to look at what's realistic in her change. Is she somebody that has emotional problems or mental problems? And you're choosing to be in a relationship with that? Well, then you've chosen to be in that relationship. You have now chosen that that's the type of relationship you want. That may not be the relationship you want. But if that is, you need to work on accepting that. Now, is she insecure? Did it move too fast? Well, then you need to be cognizant of that because you need to talk her off of that ledge again. The next day, two hours after you have sex, you need to be able to say like, hey, look, I don't have a definition for this still. We're trying to work it out. You know, there's problems that we have to, that we're going to have and we have to work them out together. So are we going to work them out together or not? You're going to be afraid too. To lead stuff doesn't mean you always have the answer. It means that you are leading into a dark tunnel that neither of you have been before, but it's better than turning out the opposite way or trying to dig a new hole or whatever it is. You as a leader can be just as afraid, afraid, but with the right guidance, with the right mentorship, with the right people around you, you can make a good decision. Okay. You also need to realize that you can't change her. She's got to change herself. So you have to allow that opportunity to happen. And if she does, that's great. And if she doesn't, you have to be able to deal with that. So what is healthy for you? Life is built on experience. Okay. If you simply do what's right, if you simply work a moral high ground, you cannot have any wisdom. So if you do what other people say is right, you are not living your own story. You are living by boundaries that somebody else set. And on the other side of that boundary, you don't know why that's wrong or that's right. You need to learn for yourself. Now, you don't need to do it hundreds of times, but you need to understand that when you make a mistake, the worth and the pain of that mistake, and then you have your choice as a man to decide how you want to act. So you need to feel pain. You need to be willing to have mistakes. I don't want to knock you for trying the dark side. Because remember, the dark side, sure, the actions are bad, but the intention, the unresolved pain, you walking into something unprepared, that is the true dark side. That is the bad part. All right. When you look at finding your expression, you're going to shape who you are and your, and your worth, your expression to people, your output. You're going to shape that by your experiences that I want you to have. So in that, especially when it comes to a men's group, when it comes to, you know, guys working together to better themselves. And I, I think this is terrible. This is one of the worst things about our industry is that it's always been so polluted. Because you can sell to desperate men so easily. The pickup industry, the men's development industry, the self-help industry. You need to realize that there's a certain set of things that happen and they're not easy. You don't want it to be easy because your life's worth something. You're going to have to work hard. And if you're not willing to work hard, then you deserve to spend dollar after dollar buying your quick fixes. But awareness is your first step. Your first step to change is building awareness in your actions. The second step is then to act, to proceed forward. You're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to cause damage. You're also going to do good. But realize that your greatest self isn't just determined by what's good and bad by other people, but how you learn to own that. So your third step is then you're going to take an inventory for who you are. 
what you've done, why it worked, how this came from you, how this was shaped by others and so on. And then you're going to gain perspective by running it by other men that you respect. This isn't some Reddit group. This isn't some anonymous handle thing. This is something where you can put you on the line and people can put them on the line and care about what you share with one another. Then you're going to move on to the next step, which is we're going to act again. And through that process of awareness, of action, of inventory, of gaining perspective and taking action again, you will not only become a healthy man, you'll know, you'll know how to get healthy. So how do you get your girlfriend back? It's pretty easy. It's pretty simple. We've given you the formula and there's probably more formulas for it too. There's more things that you can add. But how you get your girlfriend back is that you look at yourself. You look at yourself and you can learn absolutely from the dark side. You can learn from people who are master manipulators. You can learn from people who made plenty of mistakes. You meet face to face. Do it in an ethical way. Think it through. Allow her to share herself. There's a beautiful thing to that. It's not because of all these other reasons that you need to trick her. Get that out of your head. Show her intent. Show her what you feel. Don't put pressure on it. Allow her to choose. Maintain the situation so she can feel safe in that situation. So that she doesn't feel the need to be pressured for her expression. That you allow her expression to, to happen. And if you have felt love, and if you have had sex... Sex will naturally come out and you'll speak the language. You'll get to the truth of her sexual mind. But that doesn't mean her logical mind's a lie. It doesn't mean her emotional mind's a lie. It's the conflict between those three. Then you'll have to decompress and you'll have to counter it. And what that means and what we explained is that she's going to go through that same process again. And then when she says, man, I was right. My friends are right. I can't believe I let myself have sex with you. I'm so stupid. You have to counter that. Not because it's a game but because you're a man leading into the dark in an area that you don't know and she doesn't know because every relationship should be a new choice and a new experience that you have and not something that you can control and put in a box because you can't handle your fear. So you need to counter that and say, hey, we talked about this. We don't know. And I want to be right there next to you. Well, we don't know. There's all sorts of different lines you can say because this phenomenon happens over and over again in man-woman dynamics. That doesn't mean we need to objectify it more. That means that we have a process. We have a process. We have consistent patterns of how human beings react so that we can get to what matters, that individuality. Because she is an individual and you are too. So here's the better question, guys. It's really what I want you to think about. Is what is good for you? In all of this, what's good for you? This will work. This will work. You could do it you know, shady because you don't have the balls to be yourself or whatever, which is tough. You can do it, you know, and, and share your emotion. But what is good for you? Seeing the difference with a master manipulator and somebody who has an ethical choice or an ethical process in this simply has to do with how they deal with their pain, how they manage their pain, how they manage their emotions, how they put, in fr put it in front of somebody. The formula works. But if you don't learn how to deal with your pain, you create a cycle where you get enough results thinking you know what the answer is you you know if you're in pain you know how to get out of it and that's a win and beyond that you've gotten a girl to to slave after you she'll do anything for you and as a man you should know what that feels like because part of femininity and masculinity has those components in it sometimes you'll be on the receiving end sometimes you'll be on the giving end but in that there's this beautiful element to masculinity and femininity where you guys are humbled by each other. That's seduction. But if you can't handle your pain, you make that a game, you make that a game of power. And it's disgusting, it's terrible. It's terrible because when you make a friend, when you hold a woman in your arms, when you make love to her, when you sit across the table from her and have a discussion, when you build a life with her, when you build a family with her, it's never about power. It's for that thing that propels you to be next to that person. That entails choice and expression. Part of the dance between the masculine and the feminine is there is power. But don't let that pain, don't let that pain lie to you. Don't let the doubt of what you can achieve with that person or the doubt that you can't handle being alone make you enslaved to thinking of a different direction. And see, so what, what's the difference? What does a good man do? What do you do? What do you do when you can empower yourself in that way? 
Look, you know how to react to your pain. You learn to do it. It's harder than you think, but you can learn to accept your pain. You can learn to accept the results. You can learn that your fears about being alone or fears about being hurt or fears of facing somebody or doing something that you want doesn't need to turn you to run or isolate or lie to a person or create panic. It doesn't learn you to learn, doesn't need for you to create an ecosystem where you can no longer communicate but only react in the one way that you know. So the dark side, the dark side has shown us a lot of different actions. It's done a lot of different things, but how we interpret it, our perspective, where we take it, how we guide properly in it, man, that's a beautiful thing. And the only real dark side is that intention, that inability to handle our pain, the, the inability to solve unresolved issues and insecurities within us that take us down a dark road in a haunting life. So you can always get your girlfriend back. You can, it's easy. Oh, it's easy. It's almost like comical how easy, not because it's comical because you're messing with somebody, but comical because it makes us fear so much and it kind of naturally happens. What this is about, guys, is you living your best life. These presentations, what we do, what we spread in the message, and it's great hearing me talk, but even better yet now, you could hear you know, 20 or so guys all around the world who've been politely listening to this presentation, but it's going to be even better when we get off and talk and all that sort of stuff about it and probably come up with better concepts of this because we've experienced things, because we are about living our best life and it ain't easy and don't ever expect that. And if you do, go somewhere else for help because that's not what we do. We create excellence. I've done it over and over again. In fact, I say I've done it. Our groups have done it. The people who make this happen have done it. Why? Because we value our lives. We work hard. And man, it's something that's real consistent. Come on by. Stop by. See what we're all about. Download the free stuff link or download the slides and the free stuff link down below. And you can also get access to our free groups. But more importantly, if you're serious about it, check out MD Excellence or our live local meetup groups in Austin. And that's a great place to start if you're a man who wants to, who resonates with this message and wants to live better. All right. Steve Myatt is signing off. I'm getting back to this call. You guys have a good one.